Move Forward Radio is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at MoveForwardPT.com. You're listening to Move Forward Radio, a podcast featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts with advice on how you can move forward. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Eric Reese. For decades, Colleen Rapp blazed a trail as a woman in the physically demanding job of press operator at the Denver Post. As she saw it, the hard work was all the exercise she needed, and living healthfully meant simply punching the clock and doing her job the best way she knew how. Her viewpoint changed dramatically, however, when chronic pain necessitated shoulder surgery, followed by rehabilitation under the guidance of physical therapist Tammy Strussel. Colleen came to understand that optimal health, and better job performance as well, required that she exercise better, sleep better, eat better, and move more safely and efficiently. The changes that Colleen implemented proved transformative, both outside the job and in the press room. She feels fitter now and more resilient. She's so grateful for everything she's learned through Tammy's clinical expertise and mentorship, in fact, that she now supports a scholarship fund for students entering the Doctor of Physical Therapy program at the University of Colorado. So let's stop the presses for a few minutes and let Colleen tell her story. Tammy is on hand, too, to share her perspectives on a patient who, in newspaper terms, took what might have been a tips list published on an inside page and instead turned that information into a front-page headline. Colleen, you worked as a, as a journeyman and press operator at the Denver Post for, for more than 30 years. Can you talk to me about what those terms mean, what, what, what those activities involve, and just a little bit about your job? When you look at a newspaper, I think people don't really realize the work that goes into it, and there's a lot of advertising and stuff. My job is to put everything on paper, and it starts off on a newspaper press, and it starts out with paper, and in a course of hours um, on one job, maybe like the New York Times that I print or the Denver Post, my job is to make sure that I put the ink on the paper, that I make it the best quality of a product and when it's coming out on the conveyor belt, that it's going out the door, that it's the best it can be. But it kind of requires a lot of physical work that a lot of people don't really understand. And we, we have five-story presses. We climb stairs. We push 1,700-pound rolls. We are on our feet maybe seven, eight hours a day. Sometimes we're required to work 16 hours a day. So it's um, very physical, demanding, hard work. So in this day and age when people think, you know, well, you know, newspapers are mostly digital and so on, I mean, it's important to note that there, there actually is a, a print product and a lot of work goes into that. And as you say, I, I believe what you're, what you're referring to is that, like the New York Times might print a local or a regional edition through the press at which you work. Is that correct? Yes, actually, that's true. Actually, besides the newspaper I work for, the Denver Post, we actually do that kind of work for the Wall Street Journal, the USA Today, the New York Times, the Colorado Springs Gazette. So we're, we're basically more of a commercial printing shop than a newspaper specific. Got it. Well, so, so you referred to some ways in which that, that work is really very physically demanding. Has that resulted in injuries uh, over the years? I, I want to get to how you, be, how you got to physical therapy and got to Tammy in the first place. But first of all, can you just tell me about sort of some of the physical effects that, that hard work has had on you over the years? 
Well, we do a lot of unfamiliar motions to people, so we do a lot of unfamiliar motions. We climb. We actually jump sometimes. We do heavy lifting. I have to lift up to, like, 50 pounds sometimes um, repeatedly. So I think the repetitiveness of everything on my job hourly has put a toll on my body. Over the 33 years I've worked there, I don't ha- I didn't have any really serious injuries until like four years ago. And four years ago, I was working and I slipped on some water that was on the press floor. And I hurt my back and it was a pretty serious. I couldn't even like stand up. <laughs> so I was mm-hmm. like, that that whole experience to me was something I never experienced because before that I would cut my hand or I would like twist my knee or like maybe hit my head, but it was real two to three weeks of getting healed to where this was where I couldn't even stand up or walk stairs or get out of bed. So that was my first injury back in 2014. Now, is that what brought you to physical therapy and brought you to Tammy's attention? Yes. Before that, I had gone to physical therapy maybe like once, and it was like for two weeks, and it didn't really have an impact on me. It was really quick. I had gone to a back doctor, and they referred me to um, Lohi Physical Therapy, which where Tammy had worked at the time to have physical therapy for my back injury. Tammy, can you talk to us just a little bit briefly about Colleen's presentation when you first came into contact with her after that 2014 injury? She was having quite a bit of pain. She said she was having a hard time standing up. I think because at the time, and we can talk about this in a little bit, she wasn't in particularly good physical condition. That uh, injury really took its toll, and it took quite some time for her to recover. Um, but in the process, she really was able to you know, uh, gained an appreciation for not just physical therapy, but her own personal kind of goals of becoming a more fit and stronger and healthier person. And I think that's you know, that's what really started after she heard her back and she started to realize that she needed to make some lifestyle changes. So that's how that's how everything started. Let's back up then. Uh, and, and Colleen, talk about kind of what your approach to uh, to your own physical fitness was uh, before this uh, this injury. And uh, I, I imagine you you probably felt like this is a very physical job. Uh, I, I, I work off a lot of calories through this work and everything, and, and that kind of suffices. But how in general were you were you treating your body in those years? Would you say I wasn't taking care of my body the right way, and I thought that exercise was my work. So I thought I'd go into work and work seven hours of physical work, and I just thought that was enough. You know, and I wasn't sleeping. I was working crazy hours. I would work night, day, night, day. And then, and then of course, I wasn't eating correctly. So I thought that, you know, my job being physical and everything was taking care of what I needed to do to stay physically okay in my life. And... I I found out once I went to go see Tammy that everything began to shift for me when she started teaching me about that that is not everything, that that it isn't really what it is at all. You know, there's more to it. It's about movement. It's about it's about eating right. It's about taking care of yourself. It's about making sure you do the right things. And I wasn't doing the right things. It's kind of a, like walking up steps really fast, but if I walk upright, I can do them, and I can mm-hmm. go home, and I can be okay. But if I do them wrong and all the repetition, then it's just putting a hard toll on my body, and that's what I was doing, and I didn't realize it. 
Tammy, when Colleen came in and you started uh, kind of uh, questioning her and finding out about her habits, uh, her health habits and, and so on, what kind of stood out to you about uh, what you felt like maybe she needed more information, more help with that, uh, that perhaps she, she hadn't had? I guess how I approach everyone is as a full body and things like that she was not sleeping and she didn't have a real good kind of routine as far as any sort of exercise and as she said she wasn't eating well um, and so while we did fairly traditional physical therapy we wove in education along the way about how she might uh, do things differently with her sleep patterns and what we call sleep hygiene and you know we talked about she had some other physical medical uh, challenges and how everything was kind of linked together both her diet and her sleeping and her and her back was uh, impacting some of the other medical things um, and so we just worked on all of those things like it, like I said you know it wasn't like we were not doing kind of traditional physical therapy, but we did a lot of the other things kind of along the way, or we added it on as we went along. Did you have specific recommendations for her in terms of not only of like home exercises and things like that, sort of, as you say, more traditional physical therapy, but in terms of, uh, in terms of nutrition and, and other health habits? And did you refer her to any other providers? So I take an approach that I, I really focus on um, helping them to figure out how to live a better life in whatever way. I'm, I'm not a big, um, like, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. but Which probably yeah. tends to be counterproductive anyway. It does. When you start you telling know. people what to do. You're right. It's like, and Colleen doesn't smoke, but it's like telling a smoker they shouldn't smoke, you know. I mean, right. it's really pretty unhelpful. So um, she needed to come to a place where she realized that it was important enough for her to really do the hard work because making big lifestyle changes is not easy. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't say that there's like, you know, one particular aha moment that she had. I think it was like a series of aha moments along mm -hmm. the way, and Colleen could talk to, talk to that a little bit more. But, you know, like I said, I don't think it's like um, I, I did this thing and she got better. It was really a, a gradual change in mindset right, that actually right. she wanted to make these changes um, mm -hmm. and uh, and she did and that's you know not everybody uh, takes on that challenge um, and uh, Colleen did and that's an absolute testament to her I think we made some referrals along the way I don't know that we need to get into like specific details but she saw some other um, healthcare providers and, and ultimately you know she came out of that with real newfound appreciation for um, being healthy and strong and healthier uh, physically mentally and you know that again that's a testament to her hard work but also to be clear Tammy I, I assume that would be your approach to any patient with these needs I mean that wasn't specific to uh, to Colleen Oh, that's true, but it was specific to Colleen because that's what Colleen needed, and somebody else might need something else. So uh, I, I don't. I'm I'm really averse to a cookie cutter approach, right. and that's what she needed, and other people might need other things, and uh, so that's how that's how I approach everybody. But uh, what I really meant was that the, the the holistic approach that you took is 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 something that you would do, but specifying it to to somebody's particular needs. Yes, absolutely. That's that's yeah, that's true. Colleen, Tammy made reference to these kind of aha moments along the lines. What what were some instances in which you felt like you really heard what Tammy was telling you, and 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 felt like you there really were some changes you need to you needed to make? Well, I think I finally realized that you know this was like an opportunity for me to make this count in my life and make me be the person I needed to be when I was older, and not have all this affect me where I couldn't do things when I was older. So basically. 
what I had to realize was is that people go to physical therapy and then they can go and they can move on and they don't have the most more physical jobs I do that that I they have that I do. So the job that I have, I had to change. I had to basically because I have to still go do that physical job and if I'm not healthy, I can't do that. Right. So when I started getting better and I started moving better and I would go to work and I would go and do the things that Tammy taught me how to climb the stairs and how to basically do things maybe a little differently than I was doing them, maybe not so high, maybe not so low, maybe carrying something, not twisting. Just the things that she taught me, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't hurt. I, the, the impact that it was having on me to change the way I did my job made my job so much better because... I, I wasn't hurting myself. I didn't feel so tired. I was I was moving correctly. And so then I just started learning, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. This really can help me reach my goals, and I can look at things a little bit different instead of just going into my job every day and going, I'm going to do my job. Mm-hmm. I need to do my job smarter. I need to work harder. Not work harder, but do my job smarter. Right. And so that was the kind of the thing that came to me. I was just like, wow, this is just really great. And I wanted to start, you know, having an impact on how the exercise, you know, working every day and mentally. When you have a injury, it's really mentally kind of stressful for you. And just doing the things that she taught me, it was bringing me out of all that. It gave me more encouragement. And I lost 30 pounds. And I basically started learning about my body. So when I could go in and talk to people or my doctors or something, I made a little more sense than just, rambling and you know I could talk about my quads because I knew what my quads were so it just kind of gave me a whole new perspective of probably gave me life back in me instead of making everything in my life important instead of just living my life you know just going through it it just gave me meaning in my life and it just made me want to learn more and more and more and move correctly and just become a better resilient person a quick break to tell you about choose pt the American Physical Therapy Association's National Public Awareness Campaign. America is currently in the grips of an opioid epidemic. In some situations, dosed appropriately, prescription opioids are an appropriate part of medical treatment. But opioids only mask the sensation of pain, and opioid risks include depression, overdose, addiction, and withdrawal. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is urging healthcare providers to reduce the use of opioids in favor of safer alternatives like physical therapy for treating pain. Learn how a physical therapist can help you at moveforwardpt.com slash choosept. And now, back to this episode of Move Forward Radio. You mentioned before you talked a little bit about uh, that you, you didn't eat very health- healthfully. How, how did that change? When you work a lot of different hours, you know, you sometimes you're having lunch at 9 in the morning. Right. <laughs> so you, you, know, you know, so stuff like that, you know. So I just really concentrate on basically no matter what hours I'm working. And I have enough seniority now where I can just basically have a normal day schedule instead of days and nights. And if I choose to go in and work nights, I basically keep my eating habits normal. So I'll bring the stuff I need to make sure I eat breakfast at 7 instead of eating lunch at 7, eating lunch correctly, dinner correctly instead of – and good food, like protein. I need mm-hmm. to fuel my body because the main thing through this, too, with Tammy helping me learn nutrition and everything and getting involved in nutrition is nutrition and food is your fuel. So if you feel good 
you can you can do all those exercises, but if you don't fuel your body correctly, you're not going to have an impact that you need to do the things you need to do. So I just have to have good habits. It sounds to me like your your uh, your work hours are, are are kind of saner, for lack of a better word, now. But but I imagine it. All, do you do you feel like it also helps your heat, your your sleep habits and your ability to sleep well? Just some of these other changes you've made in your health. I sleep really good. I get up at four in the morning. I go to work and I get off at noon. I make sure I'm exercising. I'm eating correctly. I keep on a, a habit of going to bed about eight o'clock at night. I keep on a schedule. I do my workouts. I just have a lot of more normality because when you work in a world that it's just in that world, you know, you just go in, you run newspaper presses, and sometimes you're there 24 hours, and you just don't, you don't realize, you know, what an impact it is that you can still live your life normally. Do you understand right. that? I, and so it's just really important to make sure you still do the things that can have a good impact on you. And I think that's what I learned through all this is that, I want to be the best I can be, and I want to do the best I can be, you know, do. But I don't want to do it incorrectly, and I think all this physical therapy has taught me a broad um, spectrum of things instead of just one thing. You know what I mean? It changed my life. Well, and a really interesting aspect of your story is that you actually were felt such a, a, a gratitude to, to physical therapy that you felt compelled to uh, to kind of help to give back to the profession in a way. Can can you talk about that? Well, I'm kind of like the you know, in love with underdogs. You know, <laughs> I just uh, with boys and girls. I uh, basically love boys and girls. I don't. I believe that people um, are born into circumstances that they don't have power over, and and that's where you live your life, changing that. And so I've done a lot of work with boys and girls, and I'm doing physical therapy and seeing the people that I work with and their attitudes towards it to where, you know, they didn't really think it helpful or they didn't want to go to physical therapy because they wanted to have surgery or they just basically just didn't care and let it have an impact on them. So I learned about the school, and I learned about how when I went to a doctor and how important a doctor is or important a surgeon is. And then basically I learned, I think I gave like $50 or something, and I was talking to someone, and they basically said that the physical therapy department didn't have a lot of funding. And, you Mm -hmm. know, that was like ding, ding, ding right off, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was just like, well, this is a great way to honor Tammy because Tammy changed my life. You know, she changed, she made influences and great changes in, in myself, in myself. And, and I wanted to give back. I wanted to help somebody that um, needed help. And I walked out, I came out to the campus and I walked around and I looked at students and I had to feel it a little bit. I was so excited. I was like really excited. I mean, this is really, um, what I wanted to do, I wanted to have an impact on these these people that are trying to make a career that don't have the help that they need. And to be to so, be clear here, we're talking about the Doctor of Physical Therapy program at the University of Colorado. Is that correct? Yes. So, are you talking about things like you know student student loan debt that students um, need need help just to kind of get through school, or, or what what in what types of ways are you talking about kind of helping the underdog here, as as you put it? I'm um, exactly what you said, and and then um, I had talked to Tammy a little bit, and she had told me that there, you know, avenues I could take. There was a 
endowment funds, scholarship funds, and which I thought was a good way for me to go. And so that I, so I decided that I was going to start to raise money for um, this and make donations to the school so the students could have more funding. But to be clear here, I mean, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not a rich person. So you're talking about your own funds? Or you're talking about in somehow reaching out to other people to, to give as well or, or what? You're correct. I'm not a rich person, but I, I did. I did. I did. Um, basically, I asked people and my friends to support um, me, and a lot of my friends would make donations. I did a GoFund thing, just a little thing with my friends and family. I raised a little bit of money, and then I'm really into sports. I'm a sports fanatic, and I collect sports memorabilia, and so I started selling some of that, and, and I sold concert tickets sometimes and stuff like that. So everything I was doing in my life that I made a profit, I put that profit into that fund for a year. And I everything that I made a profit on or anything that I did good on, I put it in a, in a separate fund in my bank account, and I would make donations for a year. And I'm going to continue to do that forever because this is a passion for me. So I like to say if I if I have a jersey and I sell it for somebody wants to buy it for a couple hundred dollars, I whatever the proceeds are, I just put it in my bank account and I just give that to the student scholarship fund monthly. That's a pretty incredible commitment. Uh, Tammy, can, can you can you speak to that and, and sort of uh, if you've ever had a, another patient who's kind of uh, uh, put in the uh, the hard work herself and the uh, the effort toward the toward your profession that uh, that that uh, that Colleen has. I think Colleen is is uh, unique in many positive ways, and this is this is one of them. Um, she uh, when she heard about the scholarship fund, and then especially when she found out that. It was underfunded that she really took it upon herself to find ways to raise money, and she can be very persuasive to her friends and family, I think, and so that uh, <laughs> that helped a lot. And then with the fundraising she did through memorabilia and through ticket resales and, and things like that, uh, she's been incredibly successful. She could probably tell you how – she hasn't said how much she's raised, uh, but it's a lot, and, uh, and it, it really – uh, the scholarship fund is, as we know, student debt is is only increasing, and and uh, so this is a way for us to give scholarships to our students to help to offset their expenses while they're in school. Let me close with this, uh, uh, Colleen. Can you talk about whether you feel there's there there are lessons in in your personal story to to other people in terms of. Uh, people who might th- have a very limited view of physical therapy as just being about uh, rehabbing from an injury or, or what have you. Uh, what does your experience tell you that uh, that you feel like people should know about about physical therapy? Um, I realized that physical therapy was the most important thing in between the points of injury and health. So I would hope that anybody that was injured would to go into physical therapy and, and just give it a, a chance to to work for them. I mean, have a good listen to what um, somebody's trying to teach you and impact that in your life. Because I think the most things that I see in this world out of, um, I can tell you about 20 people I know that are injured right now, they don't do the things that they need to do to make themselves better. And that's why there is physical therapy. And I think if, if you're willing to do what physical therapy has to offer you, it is one of the most unspoken greatest medical fields there is, and I think that it, it needs to be 
there needs to be awareness to it because I think it's the most important thing in your injury. And I, I would go out there and say that a thousand times. It, it changed my life. And Colleen, just to be clear, no, no, no money has changed hands in this in this interview. We haven't paid you to say these things. No, I, I mean, I, I honestly, sir, this is what, how I feel. I mean, this is what it's done to me. If you would look at me four years ago and you look at me now, I am such a better person all the way around. And I am not afraid to tell everybody that. I mean, this is what it is. Everybody should support it. Everybody should just embrace it, and everybody should just welcome it into his life because it's a great thing. And it can, once you learn movement in your life and stability, it is crazy. It's what it does for you besides going to a gym for 20 hours a week. If you just did these stuff for 10, 15 minutes a day or 45 minutes a day, you could put all that money in the bank and you could go on a trip because you. this is more... This is like the hidden factor of, of the medical field to me, and I got well, to experience it. So I'm glad I get to tell my story. Well, well Colleen and, uh, and Tammy as well, thank you so much for, for sharing uh, your story with, uh, with us on Move Forward Radio. We, we've appreciated it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or find previous episodes at moveforwardpt.com. Move Forward Radio is brought to you by moveforwardpt.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at moveforwardpt.com.